Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss.
Hello everyone and welcome back to Straight White Whale. This is episode 86. I feel like we've been away for months and months and months, but it's only been 10 days. <laughs> Let's get into it. Paul's going to do an ad read. Thank oh, you very much. I forgot about my ad read. My ad read. That was Jackie Wilson, by the way. What a tune, Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters too. Yes. True story, by the way. Well, Ghostbusters <laughs> too. Aye. My dad was a background extra on that. Uh, anyway, the sorry. Pa- the Mad Painting. I love that movie, mate. I yeah. love that. Right. So this week's sponsor, yet again, is Alan Argue. Arguing Co. Arguing Co. Legal. A very apt name for a law firm. I think his name's Argue. Mm-hmm. So he argues for a living. Hey, hey. It's <laughs> a Glasgow-based law firm and their offices are in George Square. I didn't know they're at George Square. Yeah. Probably said that about a million times on the, on the podcast. I nine George Square, literally. I've said it before, but... Um, they can assist you with most legal issues and even if they can't, Alan will point you in the right direction of someone that can help you. Can't ask for any better than that, can you? Their main area of expertise is personal injury claims. So if you've been in a car accident, injured at work, fallen down a well... You ever fallen down a well, Darren? Only when I was born. <laughs> For fuck's sake, wow. <laughs> that was so dark there, wasn't it? <laughs> a wee bit. Or bitten by someone's pet tiger, they'll be able to maximise compensation that you deserve. The main difference between arguing co-legal and the big law firms is that you that you see and hear in the TV ads and radio is, is that the level of customer service and their approachability... They are genuinely, they'll genuinely treat their clients like friends and family. They always keep you up to date with your case and they'll speak to you like a normal person. I've got personal experience with Alan and I think that, that is absolutely spot on. They are uh, generally cheaper than any other law firm. Uh, they have a range of funding options, including a no win, no fee. And they have client, kindly agreed to give any new client that quotes the podcast a discount on their fees depending on what the case and legal issue is. So I think if it's like the injury stuff, that's no win, no fee, and it all comes after the insurance companies. But the personal injury ca- claims and if you've uh, been injured at work and stuff, there might be a wee fee involved. But Alan said if you quote straight white whale, he'll give you a discount. You can contact him, you can contact them on 0141 378 4145. All their contact info's on their website, and you can find them on Facebook and Instagram, and it is Argue and Co. Legal. That is A-R-G-U-E and Co. C-O. There we go. Did all right, didn't I? You done brilliant, mate. And it's like we said before, um, there's no reason for us to lie about this. I've known Alan from high school onwards. I'm putting my my... You know, what is it? I'm putting my thing on the line. Your reputation? Yes. I'm putting my reputation on the line by by saying that. He, he's a good guy. He'll give you a deal. I know all that stuff can cause anxiety and all that kind of stuff. God, I get anxiety when I can't pay a phone bill, never mind if I need to talk to a lawyer. So mm-hmm. Alan's a good lad. Phone the number, go in for a chat. Also, um, we're back to me being unable to speak, so that's good. <laughs> I'm loving the the Superman. Is that meant, or has that happened during the walk? Can you see yourself on the screen? No. 
Oh, aye. You've got like a wee Superman curl. On oh, the aye. I'm like the bad guy in Superman, the gommy guy. Uh, yes, 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 Superman. <laughs> the gommy guy. You know the mad bad, the bad guy with the mad black eyebrows? I actually got a haircut from... I need... God, I have definitely got a, a brain injury, mate. So I, I got a podcast, I got a haircut off a podcast listener. She's a lovely person. She, um, right, I need help to pronounce her name. This is so embarrassing, man, but fuck it. Is it Elidif? Elif? How do you spell it? E-I-L-I-D-H. Um, <laughs> is that not like Ellie? Ellie. It'll be like the, the Gaelic or the Gaelic sort yeah. of. Yeah. Ellie Campbell. You can tell that we are two Glaswegian <laughs> dafties. Uh. Ellie Campbell, she's EC Barber. Um Glasgow Barber. Oh, she follows me on Instagram. Yes. She works in the the Bry Grove Barbers. Do you know that one? No. Um she's fantastic. I went in for a haircut and I shaved the other day. EC Barber on Instagram. So there we go. Whereabouts is the, the barbers? This is a terrible advert, isn't it? Do you know I call right. the West End? See where the West End is? Right beside Mother End there. Like here? Like right here? No, aye, aye, it's up the road. Just uh, just through now? Right across for the big, you know, the museum. The Kelvin Grove Art aye. Gallery? Aye. Right, okay. You can tell <laughs> I've had 10 days off. Wow. I've had 10 days off. <laughs> Fucking hell. My excuse is that I never got to sleep to 6 a.m., mate. I've got a wee bit of insomnia going on with stress with gigs and all that, so that's my excuse. Sorry, Ellie. There we go. Give her a shout out. Yes. Also, on a serious note, I feel like we need to start off on a serious note. Some sad news in my industry. I need to give a shout out to Simon Carlyle, the creator of Two Doors Down. Um, I never knew him personally, but the news came out the other day that he passed away and it's caused complete devastation in my industry. A lot of my friends and colleagues have worked with him. Two, two Doors Down is obviously a super successful show and it's just caused so much heartache because he was a young guy. He was no. in, in his 40s. So I'm not too sure what happened, but I feel like I just need to say I send my love to his family, his colleagues, and rest in peace because yep. he was a comedy genius, and that is so sad. Aye, man. I had seen a post on Twitter. Was it? The guy was only in his forties or something, wasn't he? Forty-eight. Yeah. Nage, I thought he'd be leaving this planet. So, yeah, aye, man, rest in peace. And like you're saying, man, like loving thoughts to his family, his friends and family, man. That's 48-year-old, man. Fucking hell. Brutal. Yeah. Especially in this rat race that, that I live in of comedy and acting. It's so cutthroat. And when that happened the other day, it kind of stopped and everybody's just gutted. I don't know him. I'm not going to pretend... You know how you get actors that are like, you know, they'll fake heartache and stuff uh -huh. I, I've never met him before I don't know him but I appreciate his work 
and um, I've seen my friends work with them and they've created some amazing work so that is very sad and also um, a shout out to Raymond Mearns quite a sad start to the podcast by the way Uh, Raymond Mearns had a stroke um, a couple of days ago and his partner uh, announced it on social media Mm -hmm. and he had to cancel his friend run, which is not important. I know he's going to lose a lot of money, but I'm just... Yeah. There's hope. a just given, yeah. I think, that's been set up. Yeah. And just to show the support and the community and, and also the support that people have got for, for Raymond, because Raymond's a fucking legend, you know what I mean? Lemmy's show and he's done Hunter's acting gigs, but he's a he's one of the best, isn't he, really? Like the Glasgow, best. Glasgow uh, uh, Scottish stand-up. I think the... The target went for like three grand and then it was nine grand, ten yeah. grand. It's like sitting at like 13 grand or yeah. something that the community's raised for Raymond to help him through. It's like you're saying, he's going to lose a lot of money. Um, it's actually quite heartwarming to see that because yes. it's a tough time now for everybody, do you know what I mean, with money, yeah. cost of living and stuff. So, aye, man. I, I, I mean, I, I recorded Raymond at Blackfriars like a week past on Sunday, mate. So I was literally in the same room as the guy fucking, like, a week before he took a stroke one. Yeah. I'd, so, I mean, again, like, get well soon, Raymond. Um, I, I met his partner at Blackfriars. So I've done three or four recordings with Raymond and Stuart Mitchell. Mm-hmm. And um, his partner was there last Sunday. And I, I didn't know where they'd went, but it was just one of the, you know, like you're there with somebody that you don't really know. And I was just like, oh, you must have a patience of a saint to, like, be with Raymond. <laughs> fucking help me. He's, like, round the corner. Like, so that's supposed to fucking mean? And I was like, just try to make conversation, mate. Like, aye. Um, but I just, just uh, to but lighten I, the mood a wee bit. I like, bet she, she was laughing, though. Oh, she was, she was howling. Do you know what yeah. I mean? And she's, she's a lovely woman. And Raymond's a lovely guy to work with. So yeah. I get well soon, Raymond, mate. Raymond has helped me so much throughout the years, by the way. Um, took me under his wing, gave me advice. And um, I would say that he's cha- like changed my career to a certain point. I remember I was doing a solo show at the stand and I was like, mate, I've not wrote it yet. I'm really fucking scared. And he's like, ah, you're just funny, you can't. You've got funny bones. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously prepare your notes and write as much as you can, but, like, just go up and try to just be naturally funny. And a wee, I had a wee light bulb moment, like, because I thought you had to write word for word. Uh-huh. Like, you're set. So I, from then on in, I just went up with a concept or an idea. Uh-huh. And um, he changed how I approached comedy and how I, how I worked rooms and stuff because every time I watch him do a, a, a compare gig every single set is different and I've also seen him do like go up and wing 20 minutes and uh, when he gave me that talk I, I took a page out of his book and that's why when I do the funny bunch every time the funny bunch is different and off the cuff I would say that's directly because of Raymond Mearns Um that was a sad one, man. I hope he's all right. Uh, there was photos of him sitting up and giving the thumbs up and all that, and he and he looked okay. Yeah. So hopefully it's no it's no been uh, 
like it. I mean, strokes are on a spectrum, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Hopefully, it's not been a badging. Doesn't doesn't look that way? Because he was saying that. I mean, I think the first post I seen, he was like, "I'll be back at the fringe on Friday." But obviously, the doctors are like, "This is a stress Aye. thing, you know. It's like a lifestyle thing, isn't it?" Like. I know there'll be some stand-up comedians like, I'll wear a, I'll wear a ginger wig and I'll go and do your gig, Raymond. <laughs> 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 I sent him a voice note as well. He's not listened to it. I was like, ah, Raymond, look, if you need anything, I'm here. I hope you're okay. I love you, mate. If anything, at least you don't have to do the fringe. <laughs> so he's not listened to it yet. Try and, try and give him a, a, yeah. a giggle. So I, I feel like I need to apologise to you, Paul. 86 episodes and it's the first time I've ever done it I want to tell the punters what happened um, this is Friday and on Wednesday <laughs> I was on my head has been up my fucking arse by the way I lost my gig shirt as well mate you oh, lost your gig shirt? Aye, man so I got a cancellation in Edinburgh and I, I was going up to get a gig last all very very last minute big massive gig by the way I'll tell you about it in a second and I'm, you know, I washed my shirt for finished in clothing, mm-hmm. um, ironed it for like an hour, put it in a nice wee fucking packet and wasn't he wearing it in the, in the train, put it in the train and, uh, you know, Wednesday, it was like 11 minutes past three and I just checked my phone, message for Paul, running late mate, and my fucking heart just sank. So Fuck it's alright mate I fucked the I podcast I did cry I know So that's the first time And then I broke into a sweat And I got dead nervous And I started thinking What else have I fucked And because I was so nervous I left the train And I left the shirt on no, the train No you didn't did you Aye Did you check we lost and found to yeah. see? Nah It's gone Gone It's gone man That's devastating mate um, We'll get back to the We'll get back to the The, the gig but I did that one time going to like some fucking sales conference for my last job and I had a suit, like a Hugo Boss suit, so like a seven, eight hundred pound suit, hundred and fifty pound pair of shoes, and then like basically all my best gear. Two bottles of aftershave. <sighs> like mate, literally that suitcase falls away for like four days. You want to impress on these things, so to call a good Good jumpers, good polo shirts, good t-shirts, good jeans, like my fucking belter of suit, mate. That was a that was devastating. I actually like was devastated with that. And at the sales conference I caught norovirus. Oh mate. Brutal. Fucking hell. That was a shocker, man. That was a shocker. So yeah. I feel your pain. Yeah. And I never realised until I got outside Waverly Station at the top of the stairs and I turned round and there was this like Oh, she just get caught in the crossfire. This beautiful blonde-haired woman was walking towards me, and I turned round and I was like, "Ah, fuck!" <laughs> <laughs> so, apologies if she ever sees this. And she was like, "Why was that guy screaming fuck at me?" It's because I, I lost my shirt. Did you try and go back? Nah, nah, no point, man. How the fucking train sat there for ages in Mate, Waverley. It was thousands of people. Ah, like, it was oh, yeah, carnage, man. man. Aye, man. I've been through twice now. In fact, what was the gig? Let me talk. We can go back to the gig. Okay. I know you. Paul's been really busy 
Paul does numerous podcasts in here, and he, and he's been up in Edinburgh quite a lot. So what have you been up to? I've been just I went through. I did like yesterday. I did. I recorded like as well as doing the podcast. I did like live shows and shit like that, and just, like, I've done your live show that ran more and stuff like that. Um, and uh, I did three shows in a day yesterday, mate. I'm fucking wow. Nappled. I think physically I'm fine, but see mentally, man, my fucking head's fried. I just need to get through this weekend. I'm back tomorrow. I've got Gary the night. I've got Gary tomorrow night. My hat. <laughs> but Sunday, it's like I'm going to watch Celtic. I'm going to watch Tottenham for mm. Big Ange. I'm like, get a pure day planned on Sunday on the couch. So I'm looking forward to that. Amazing. Re- recharge your batteries a wee bit. But I actually thought that it was pretty quiet. Mm-hmm. Through in Edinburgh, I don't think it was as busy as what I've seen in previous years. I don't know, you've got many experience. I've only, you know, been through the fringes of punter, but I man, I felt it was like I was on the uh, Princess Street yesterday. I was like, this just feels like a normal day in Edinburgh. It didn't feel like a fringe day. You know, we went up to Grass Market, mm-hmm. it was mobbed up there, but usually, like, the full fucking city's chock a block. I've seen it busier. I do agree with you. Can I ask who was the free shows that you worked on? Oh, I need to look at the names. That's terrible. No, that? don't be, don't be daft. That's all good. I did a, a, a last night. I did a, a. It was an author. It was an interview, like mm-hmm. a like a live podcast. I suppose you could call it. Um, in the morning. I mean, I was like, who the fuck's got a show on at ten o'clock in the morning? But mate, fucking, there's people there. And then in the afternoon, it was like a pun comedian, Richard something did one liners I was like fuck we were heading there to the like a good good venue Um, let me just so was he well known well Richard Pulse that's him aye uh huh Richard Pulseford Um, he had one like one liner of the year or something like that um let me have a wee look. For like the last three years, mm-hmm. he's won like he's been in the Dave top ten jokes stuff yeah. like that. Um, so seems I'm like a, a good guy. Um, what was the venue he was in? He was in uh, the Beehive Inn. Yeah, yeah. We were on the way there, and he was like, "I've maybe picked the wrong day for you to come and record me because I've only got nine pre-sales." And I was like, "All right," and then we go to the venue, and they were like, "Sold it." Amazing. So I had a sold out show at like fucking one o'clock in the afternoon. Room was absolutely piping fucking hot and he was doing puns and stuff, which I actually really enjoyed it, mate. I, you know what I mean? Like, I'm I'm no mad into like pun comedy. I'm not a big fan. I mean, who's the goat or like who's the big ones like Jimmy Carr? He's like a big sort of one liner, isn't he? Like, Terry, not fact day, isn't he? But he's amazing. Terry Alderton, uh-huh. bald guy. Uh huh. Jimmy Carr's alright. Jimmy Carr's like a, he's uh, he's like one liners and stuff. Tim Vine would probably be the king. Right. Okay. So I'm not really that mad into it, but I, I was giggling away, man. Really enjoyed it. Good. And I didn't know that you would know the name. Yeah, yeah. He did something really funny at the end. He was like, "Now they need to do the so his ticket. I think the capacity of the room was like forty. So I think they were saying that he had thirty pre-sales." And that's the, the sell out, and then they keep ten for walk-ins just in case, because mm-hmm. I think they've got people with flyering. But the people that walk in don't pay, and they need to do like the bucket speech. He played a video rather than doing the bucket speech, and it was him 
in a mansion. <laughs> Basically, like, you know, this this mansion doesn't pay for itself. I mean, it was really funny. Like, I was obviously know the guy's house or anything, but I thought yeah. it was really, um, it was, and his, his one liners were like really, like, quite intellectual. Do you know mm. what I mean? He's a smart comic. There was a lot of them where it took a wee minute for you to, and then you were like, oh, fuck, man, getting the joke. So, hi, Richard Pulsford, if you've got the fringe guys, go and check him out. It's like a five or a ticket or whatever. Five or a ticket to see him, man. That's brilliant. That's good. That is good. Um, shall I tell you what I did? Yes. So, I don't know if I'm going to get into trouble for this. I hope I don't. It was a show called Edinburgh Unlocked. And it's for a producer that works at BBC Scotland called Richard Melvin that does Mark Nelson's show uh-huh. on BBC Radio. Right, the, okay. the good, the bad and the unexpected. Something like that's called. Yeah. I've done that as well and it was good fun. So there was a there was an actress called Eden Sher that was on a an American TV show called The Middle. Have you ever heard of that? Mm-hmm. It was on for 10 years, massive in America. She was in 215 episodes and she's like 31 years old now in her show at the Gilded Bloon and it was called I Was On A Sitcom. So he asked me to go up and essentially interview her because we're kind of similar, even though her show is massive. I was on Scott Squad for nine years and then all of a sudden were known a show anywhere. Right. So um we did a couple of pieces to camera before it. I watched her show. They filmed me watching it and then I gave her an interview after it and it was great fun, man. Great fun. I tell you what, she's not a stand up comedian. She's like a proper trained actress that's got the comedy bones. Very talented woman, brand new as well. And you know, she's never seen Scott Squad. I've never seen The Middle, and it was a great conversation. Um, I did some research on it as well, and it's, you know, Norm MacDonald guest starred in it. Kevin Kevin Whelan. Okay, wow. Like proper SNL former cast members, uh-huh. and uh, it was brilliant. I've only ever, I only ever remember The Middle for putting the DVDs on the shelf when I worked in Virgin Megastore. I've yeah. never seen it. I can picture the logo and stuff for it, so I'm going to check it out. Have you watched an episode of it since you did the... I did. I watched the first episode the other night, and I told her the only reason I've never watched it is because it's just the world's so content-heavy, man. Like, I only watched The Sopranos recently. Do you know what I mean? Really? Like, I, like a couple of years ago, I watched The right. Sopranos for the first time. There's just too much on. I've never seen, like, Game of Thrones. So... I was like, please don't take it as an insult that I've never seen it, but I was totally aware of the cast, really famous cast, like the janitor from Scrubs. Uh-huh. He, he's the dad in it and stuff. Yeah. So like... I no, you know what? Fuck, I I have seen the middle. It was only Channel 5 yeah. or something like that in the UK, wasn't it? Yeah. I. So was she the wife? No, she was the daughter. She was... Right, yeah. I because they had like... They had little weird children, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Right, I can picture her in my head. Yeah. So the character's name was Susie, and it was uh, great fun. And I love doing this podcast, but obviously I talk in slang, and we swear, and we drop the C word and stuff. So it was actually really nice to go up there and be like, no, I need to string a sentence together here, <laughs> and no say the word cunt. <laughs> I, I watched the... 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 And the 
interview that I recorded last night was Graham Armstrong. Do you know? Do you ever yes. heard of Graham? Young team. Young team. Aye. He's got a book in the works called Raveheart, which mm. is about like rave music and stuff. Uh, he did a BBC Scotland documentary called Scotland the Rave. See if you were... A, I was pure immersed in that when I was a wee guy. Do you know what I mean? Like the pure rave culture of Glasgow. It's well worth a watch. It's only on YouTube, though. You can't get it on the iPlayer anymore. But there was a bit in that where he was interviewing somebody for, like, deepest scheme in Glasgow. And I was like, I was like to Sean, like, why is she talking like that? She was like, pure, yeah, we, we used to go and get the buses down to the rave. And Sean was like, that's just people that are nervous about their accent. Because everybody else is pure. We were getting ectoed out on that and got to these raves. And then she was like, yeah, we had great fun. Yeah. So that was you, the French pure. Mate, it was. It was. Because we, we started piece to camera and I had a radio mic on. I've never used a radio mic before. I'm always used to having this right beside my chin or holding a microphone like that. So straight away I was like, this feels weird. And then... It was a medium close-up, like kind of like this. So I was at certain points, I was like, "What did I do with my hands and my fingers?" <laughs> like Ricky Bobby and <laughs> <laughs> Talladega Nights. So I started off a wee bit nervous, but and plus there was so much see, potential ADHD, mate. We were standing with a camera in the middle of Edinburgh. People were shouting, jumping in front of the camera. And it was just sensory overload. Uh-huh. I walked away from the first section thinking. I did enough there. I was nervous because I've never done it. I think it was good. The middle section was good. The middle, hey, get it. <laughs> and, <said> it. <laughs> <laughs> and then the, when we had an interview, I was like, I smoked that. Because I was like, I've been doing this podcast for two years and I feel like this podcast was the reason why that interview was so good. Aye, so easy for you. I just opened so up. So was the first bit outside then the interview like in a venue or... It was in the Gilded Balloon. I Gilded Balloon, yeah. you were saying, right? Was it sold out? So she sold it the full run. Brilliant. So man. good honour. Brilliant. And it was uh, it was nice and I felt I felt good after it. I was like, I needed that. I needed that to show myself that I could do that. Also grateful for the work as well. But I was like, right. I I needed that man. It's nice as whoever it was thought of you. Yeah. Richard Melvin. Richard Melvin. Good guy. Please, please, sir, can I have some more? <laughs> more? <laughs> that is like the BBC button to like pure, no, oh, fuck off. Aye. <laughs> or you're like that for years. Fucking BBC, man, I don't need the BBC. Do you want a gig for 40 quid? Aye, all right, in. Crawling Edinburgh. Aye. Um, I've also had, is there anything you'd want to talk about? Because I've got some ma- mad stories here, mate. It's been a mad 10 days. Well, aye, I've got... One thing that I want to talk about, like, we did the uh, podcast in the flat a couple of weeks ago, out of sheer necessity, but I got a pool table. Oh, aye. I bought a pool table for the flat, and uh, I'm getting really good. So, when I was a wee guy, I had a snooker table in my bedroom, see, like, one of the wee, like, plywood... Do you remember them? Cunts mm-hmm. had them in their bedroom, you would just be like, oh, a wee game of snooker. Um, but... I I ended up like really good at snooker. No like fucking Stephen Henry or you know like, but good at snooker. So I could beat my dad, you know, which was for me was like right cool. Um, but I've never been that good at pool, and uh, so I got a pool table, and I'm getting really good, to the point where 
the last couple of nights, I don't really need to think about it. See, like, if you get, like, a tough shot, you're, like, really trying to think about what angle do I need to come at this here to get it to I'm not even having to do that. I'm just going down and... Phew. But I did, like, a fucking... <laughs> the other night, I just thought this was funny. And I said to Sean, I'm going to talk about this in the podcast, and she, she green-lit it. I did, like, a five-ball clear-up, and oh, the black was a double. Like, I doubled it in, and she was literally, like, pure, I'm horny. <laughs> <laughs> Were you playing each other? Aye. Aye. I mean, but when she's out, if she's working or whatever, I'm getting the reps in, man. I'm like fucking playing like five or six frames against myself. Amazing. So aye, man. And then she's like, why are you so good? Oh, I was just editing the podcast. No, to be fair, to be fair, I was like, tell look, I've been practicing. Because mm-hmm. I do love a game. Like, see, do you know what else? I, like, I'm really good at darts. Yeah. I don't know. I had a dartboard and I was a wee guy get fucking cracking at darts um, really good at snooker um, so I, I'm just gonna I was like ah, do you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna get good at pool here good pop up for a game mate you good can I be honest of course what I've found with me is that I feel like I'm good at anything that I try but after a couple of games, I lose interest. Ah, that's your ADHD. Start to pure disassociate, pure floating away in your head, pure losing concentration on the game. Aye. So, my mate's really good at poker, and I, I'm good at poker, right? Right. But what I find is that I'll always smoke them, and then the fourth game, I'm, I'm like all in. I just start doing mad shit, I'm like, fuck this. Uh, same with pool as well. <laughs> I just can do just hitting random shots. Aye, no aye. Fuck. But the only thing that kind of gives me peace is playing chess. I feel like I can stick with chess. Aye. But uh, I'm I'm not amazing at pool, but I'm no shite either. Do you know what I mean? We can if me and my mates play like ten games. It's always like you know ten eight or something. Uh-huh. Uh I'm no shite. So. I'll probably pump you for two games, mate, and then you'll beat me 15 <laughs> 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 Um the, the only other thing that's a bit of a pain in us is one of the cats has decided that that's his bed. Oh, aye. So I'm like getting in every morning and he's pure lying on the pool table. I'm like, oh, fucking Meow, hell. meow. Oh, yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Salem. Aye. The big, the big boy. Yeah. No, the wee Thackeray Banks. He's a wee canny set. What? Shite bag? 3503. Uh, he's a wee s. Near cat. You can't say that. I'm going to bleep it. Sorry. Taking notes, mate. <laughs> so, what, what, what are we talking about? What's the. Do you want me to. I'll go into the mad story? Yes, yes, please. So, you know, my friend and colleague, Joe, Joe Hewlett. Yep. Creator of Scott Squad. Mm-hmm. He had a mad fucking weekend. Wow. Right, so I seen a post on Twitter, maybe, saying and, and but I don't I didn't go into it. I just seen some I seen them posting something. Mm-hmm. So what happened? Quality sleep is essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. So I rent my flat off my friend and there's a spare room, right? And I, he was coming up for a wedding and because of the bike race and all that stuff, the price of the hotel room was mental. And he told me this in the passing and I was like, mate, stay in my spare room. So he came up, we went for a lovely meal the night before. He had one beer and we were like back Where getting a catch up. Okay, okay me. What's that? Okay, 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 oh, me. What's that? Uh, Commandment Road in Shawlands. Is it good? Beautiful, mate. Aye. Amazing. I need to give a shout out to, have you seen, uh, is it Holy Fook? Hmm? Down at the Barrowlands. Oh, aye. Oh, my God. Go. They're only open Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Half twelve to half two, five till seven at night. That's it. Korean food. Go and we'll talk about it. Unreal. Yes. Right, sorry. So you we and can, Joe. We can go together. Aye. Then he got up the next day. We were getting a long overdue catch up. Bit of a late night, cups of tea, usual stuff. Got up for the wedding the next day. And he's like, I will be back tonight at midnight. If I'm not back at midnight, it'll be one o'clock at the latest. Got to about half one and my ADHD spidey senses were tingling. Text him, y'all good mate? Noticed in the WhatsApp it was one tick. And then I text somebody else at the wedding and they never got back. And then by half two I was like, something's happened. I just had a feeling that something happened. Uh Stayed up to half four waiting for him. What I worried more. Aye, basically at the window like that, like fucking sloth for the goonies, but Joe, where are thou? <laughs> Woke up the next day, got a text message from him. I'm in the Glasgow Royal Infirmary, right? So basically, see the wedding bus back for the venue. Mm-hmm. You get a lift back to Glasgow City Centre and either on the step of the bus or on the pavement, he slipped it was either a wet step on the bus or he slipped on something on the pavement. Complete freak accident, mate. Uh-huh. Face first in the pavement and his fucking eyeball caved in, essentially. So, you a know. A broken eye socket, like the, the bone, wasn't it? Like, was it all, like, bashed in? Yeah. Oh, that's nasty, man. So, I went... I be, you know, because he's English and he doesn't live here anymore. I took all his stuff up to the Royal. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, he was in the Royal for like three days. Absolutely bust. It was just what? mad. Just mad. I'm sitting at his hospital bedside. He keeps repeating himself because he's got memory 
loss, but what? he's get he's getting better. Right, okay. So he kept repeating himself, and then there's nurses like, all right, officer Karen, and then there's mad cunts in the bed beside us and stuff, and it was just a couple of mental days, mate. Just, uh, aye, it was mad to see him like that. I'm glad he's going to be all right. Aye, is he way back down the road? Back down the road with an eye patch, mate. Like a mad pirate. That's what I seen. I seen them on Twitter with his eye patch on. Mm-hmm. Right. Holy shit, mate. What the fuck? Were you like the entertainment when you turned up to the Royal? Mm-hmm. Like, ah, there's Bobby. Basically, aye. He, <laughs> was Joe in... No, sorry to interrupt you. Was Royal. Joe in Scott Squad? He was writer, creator and voiceover. Right, so he did the voiceover. Right, yeah. okay. And he did a couple of wee cameos, like officer in the background and all that type of stuff mm-hmm. so he was the the main guy the main guy of scott squad uh-huh. but i mental what a job nurses do by the way i feel so s- sorry for them the stress that they're under aye, mate. see just the mad bastards that are in the ward and people expect <laughs> instant like instantly if they don't get it instantly it's no good enough Ugh, mate who was i talking to recently and they were like, oh no. See, back in the day, there was like five nurses on the ward and they, you know, like blah, blah, blah. And it's like, they were moaning. The person was moaning about like the care that their, that their, like, their parent was getting and the Queen Elizabeth. It was kind of like, but it's not the nurse's fault. You're like shooting the messenger. Mm-hmm. It's not their fault that the fucking, they're underfunding under the NHS, do you know what I mean? And it's like one, they're like own wards by themselves. Mm-hmm. There's only like one of them there, man. You're like, it's crazy now, man. Yeah. But like like you're saying, you get some right <coughs> mad cunts in the hospital, mate. Oh, there was a guy smoking in the toilet. Uh, there was another guy that I basically, that had, had, well, I suppose that was quite heartwarming. He had addiction problems and Joe was out his fucking box, gibbering shite, right? And he fell asleep. So I was just, that guy shouted me air. And I sat and started talking to this random stranger and I was just like, mate, if you've got, pro- if you've got addiction pro- problems, back on side, Alcoholics Anonymous, and passed them a couple of numbers. So that was nice. And uh, But I, it's just mad how, your li- how that wee slip, your life is just like that. Just a freak accident. Uh-huh. He wasn't even drunk. Just mad into it. Mm-hmm. But I was hitting them with all the usual shite. Remember that time you said you'd gaze a TV show? <laughs> <laughs> you was 60 quid. No, hitting them with all that. That was like uh, when I was a wee guy, mate. I used to I used to properly take advantage of my dad when he came home drunk. Like that, pure. <laughs> Sitting with a catalogue like that. Dad, look at this new thing. And he'd be like, I'll get you tomorrow. You know what I mean? And then I'd wake up the next day and I'd be like, we going out the tune to get me the... You know what I mean? Mega Drive, and he'd be like, ah, no, we fuck. Aye. Or one time he gave me a score. Now, I'm fucking 40 year old, so, like, and this memory is like, I'm like four or five, so you're talking like 87, 88, and, um, yeah, he gave me like a 20 quid note, and I can remember like waking up, like, thinking, pure, wow, cannot wait for the morrow. Gonna go to the forge, you know, like, pure, and then get up the next day, and he's like, where's my fucking money? Like, he's that back, pure devastated, man. Bastard. Joe Day. 
Joe will be like, you're not getting your TV show. Aye, because I was like, I remember that time you said you were going to give us a 10-part sitcom and he was just like, nah, get me water. I'm like, I'll take that as a yes then. Aye, but poor guy, man, I'm glad he's all right. But aye, it, was, it was quite scary, quite scary Memory to see. Memory loss, man. Yeah. Some yeah. scary shit. Yeah. And then, you know, there was another guy beside the bed, just pure, like, you know. Cock it. Cutting about with his cock it. <laughs> I'm just like, Joe, you alright, pal? You keeping me? Oh, there's a guy with his fucking boss it. <laughs> alright, pal? Just walking about? Aye. Aye. And then people are like, I, I don't know, it's just a bad experience, but it was nice to go and visit him anyway. So remember that, Joe. Put me on a TV show. That's the only reason I was there. See, if actors and actresses found out that he was there, by the way, they would go and do a self-tape, like a self-tape edition in front of him. Aye. <laughs> Pure bedside vigil. Aye. <laughs> He's like, why am I surrounded by candles? Like, <laughs> Surrounded by cunts, mate. I know. Oh. That's true. Ooh. But yeah. hospitals are weird places, mate. It's like, see if you go to a hospital and like, do you know, aye, see if you go to a hospital, like, Midnight on a Saturday night. See if you go to the the A&E bit at the Royal. Mm-hmm. Oh my God! Like it's like hanging about outside the High Court. Aye. It's mostly. <laughs> Be careful with my words here, but it's not like it's not genuine injuries. It's just all mad weight cuts. Aye. <laughs> it's not like oh I've had a heart attack. It's uh, I get hit with a shovel or I've had. 90 eckies. Aye, that's it. Remember one time, like uni, was this guy I went to uni with, he was an absolute ball bag of a guy, man. Uh, and he just fucking, uh, he just, uh, I didn't like him, right? Didn't like me. Total, like, two worlds collide, you know, that type of way, like, pure posh, and hmm. you know what I mean? And, like, I remember one time, he was just pure, like, these stories that you tell, like, sure, there's no way that they're true, and you're just like, fuck off, mate, you know what I mean? And he was, for, like, fucking Cornouster or something like that, but he, like, doing at the Four Corners, we were at the cat house, and doing at the Four Corners was just a pile of cardboard boxes, and it had been pushing it down the rain, and he just ran and jumped on top of these cardboard boxes and slipped and broke his arm. Oof. And, mate, I was fucking pushing myself laughing, pure pointing up like that. <laughs> Ambulance turning up, I'm still stunning. They're just pointing and laughing at the fucking cunt. But aye, he came, he came into the into uni the next week and was like pure. After that Saturday night, in the royal at like two in the morning or whatever, we're going to do McDonald's for a munch. After a nightclub, he was like, I, I believe your stories, like literally. Wow, stories for the scheme. I know a couple of cunts like that. You've said you say something to them. No, you never. There's right. no way that happened. There's no way. Yeah, I knew it, mate. And then, like I said, I went to A&E on a Saturday night at <laughs> two in the morning and was like, yeah, yeah. Come back into uni with post-traumatic stress. Aye. I'm sorry, Paul. <laughs> but aye. We're a bit of in the heart, will not we? <laughs> right, Paul, you do mucker. <laughs> <laughs> I'm addicted to codeine. Brother. Mm. All right, brother. <laughs> <laughs> I had a strange situation yesterday, actually, and it kind of reminded me that I really want to get this fucking ADHD test as soon as possible. I was After I got a haircut, I was walking along the road and I jumped into a, a wee place for something to eat 
uh, just for quickness, beside the Oran Moor. Uh-huh. So we chicken place. I got a burger and six tenders. And uh, when I ordered my stuff, this mad cunt just walked in and I was just like, oh, he's going to be a problem. So he was like that to the guy behind the desk. All right, bro, how you doing? I was talking to your brother. I was in there and night having another burger, but what do you recommend this time? <laughs> I was like, he's too loud, too loud. <laughs> Walked in the corner, there's a bunch of guys sitting there, a bunch of Asian guys, mate. I don't even think they can talk English, right? Uh-huh. And he's like that too. I can't see them. What's that guy like? Your hair, mate. Your hair's like that. Who's that guy again? Vanilla Ice. Who's he talking to? But I tell a bunch of customers. Right. Oh, for fuck's sitting sake. having a munch. Right. Okay. And then the guy was like, ah, "Right, mate. I'm making your burger. You'll need to go and just sit and wait. And where does he sit? Right next to you. Right oh, beside fuck me. Me. So I'm on my phone sending an email that's really, really important. Right. And my food is sitting there, and I've not touched it. And straight away he's like, yeah. You're not going to be able to eat all that. And my, my back goes up a wee bit. And I'm, I'm trying to send this email and I'm like, how no? And he's like, oh, that's some size of portion, that, innit? I was like, aye, mate, aye, but I'm hungry and it's my dinner. And plus it was just a burger and a side. He was just hitting his way. Ah, he's just trying to get a bit of a fucking potter with you. Aye. So then he's like, there's nowhere else I can sit, mate. Apologies. So I sit there. And within the space of five minutes, he starts talking about, I'm quite religious, I believe in God. You ever seen a film called The Terminator? I've got a, I've got a feeling that you would know what's wrong with this guy. Because <laughs> he said something and I was like, that's something. That's paranoid schizophrenic or something. <laughs> like, okay. Probably a normal guy that's had three pints and I'm like, paranoid schizophrenic. <laughs> 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 Undiagnosed, bro. Um, he was just like, you ever seen the film The Terminator? I was like, aye, I love The Terminator. Great film. See the bit when he rips the skin off the horn and he exposes the steel. What power's that? What power's that? The creator. What powers what? The, the, the machine. Horn? Oh, for fuck's sake. I was just like, all right. Okay. And then he's like, you ever seen Blade Runner? Because I like to look at things like Masonic God symbols and all that and mm, see if you watch right, okay. uh, Blade Runner. There's, there's Bible, there's quotes for the Bible and Blade Runner. And I was like, that's... I have a feeling that he's not had a vaccine. <laughs> what, one of the guys. Yeah, aye, okay. Aye, I know the truth. Yeah. See, see all these cunts that went to university? Not a fucking clue. You, hard knocks, man. School of hard knocks. Yeah. Like, they've been studying coronaviruses for 40 years, bro. No, they have no fuck you, man. You're part of the Illuminati. Aye. Get it out. So when I was trying to finish <laughs> this email, I was like, flat out, mate, two seconds, let me finish this email. And I could see him getting agitated and annoyed. Right. Okay. And I was like, I really need to finish sending this email, mate, and I can't multitask. So give me a minute. And I sent it. But he's like, ah, don't worry, bro. We talk the same language. But as I'm sending this email, I'm like, right, the salt shaker is right under my chin. If he moves for me, I'm going to stab a cunt with a salt shaker. So there we go. Is it possible to, like, break the skin of a human being? With a salt shaker 
and like cause internal bleeding I'm gonna fucking watch the soul leave this cunt's eyeballs and I was like on you go mate holding <laughs> 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 the salt shaker like that you alright mate? <laughs> I know and plus he was like you know that's some size a portion as he had a big bag of sweets and crisps and ordered a big massive burger where were you? I can't even remember what it was called, but it was fucking shite. Next day, or and more? Yep. Was it the Mad 737? Seven, seven, I think so. Foods? I got a chicken burger, bit into it, mate, and Hunters had just came at it, and uh, I was like, get that to the fat, fuck. man. And I ate the, the tenders, which were shite. And then I jumped into the the wee, the wee venue beside the Orenmore, which is part of the Orenmore, uh-huh. to see my pal Tom Yuri do a piano gig. So, I seen your post you posted on your stories. Yeah, he was good. Uh-huh. I was like, "How's your day, pal?" And I was like, "I nearly stabbed a mad cunt with a salt shaker." How are you? <laughs> I'd love to see that email that you sent. Um, I'm not. I, I like. I'm quite quiet. Like I can't go cunts like that, man. See that they pure impose themselves like yeah. on the room on the situation. Commander pure loud as fuck. Pure bro. You're like, ah, there's no need to shout. The cunt's storing like three feet away from you and the fucking place is full of people eating food. Like, fuck off. Plus, I was having this internal dialogue. He's like, ah, uh, I appreciate you talking to me. And then my head was like, you never gave us an option, mate. Uh, that's a shame. Now I feel bad. I don't feel bad. I feel but he's I wish lonely. you were there. No, I wish you were there. His eyes were glazed over. He's the type of guy that's like, I've got a cure for cancer. Here's the TikTok link. Aye. That's aye, okay. that guy. Aye. That's the guy. Telling you to move to a juice diet. Aye. Do you know what your did, granny? Should have done about her cancer. Hmm. So. Had some fucking juice celery. So I was sitting in the orange more watching Tom Yuri play a piano <laughs> and I couldn't hear anything. I just heard white noise. Aye, just pure static in your head, man. Why? Did I know? Stab a cunt with a salt shaker. <laughs> you attract him, mate. I do attract him. You've I got do. a kind face. Uh, well, thank you very much. I must give you half an energy or something, because even Tom said that. Tom was like, any time I'm out with you, something happens. Something mad happens. Like, there's always a mad roaster that walks up, or, like, just crazy shit happens. Uh-huh. So... It must be my face. Maybe it's because I've got a child like heart of gold, do you know what I mean? <laughs> An innocence unyet spoiled. How's the. <laughs> should put that on your big posters. <laughs> Five stars and innocence unyet spoiled. <laughs> um, I might call my show that, mate. <laughs> the, the, the Pavilion show. <laughs> um, what was I going to say there? Ah, it's away. About the guy, mad bastards. Nah, man. Nah, fuck it, it's gone. Out your head. Um, can I quickly punt the funny bunch? Of course. Right, so the funny bunch is back. It has a new home and it's at Blackfriars. I've booked it all the way up to December, right? But we're doing a Glasgow Fringe special and it's going to be Sunday the 20th of August. I'll tell you straight now, straight now, I'll tell you right now that for Patreon members, there was a wee discount code for some tickets, right? So if you're a Patreon member and you've not got a ticket 
go and check the code and you can get a discount. For everyone else, it's £10 a ticket, right? It's actually £9 a ticket, but I'm doing it through Ticket Scotland and there is a £1 booking fee. So you're getting the best stand-up comedians on the circuit. Uh, your opener for Sunday the 20th of August is James Gardner. James Gardner is massive on TikTok, right? And he's a very funny comedian as well. He's doing amazing at the Edinburgh Fringe. And then your closer is Ray Bradshaw. Ray Bar- Bradshaw's been a comedian for about 18 years. Ah, Ray's a legend, mate. Sold it the pavilion last year he's gigging in new zealand australia he's then sold out edinburgh runs um a massive massive comedian and you're getting him for nine quid and then in the middle we've got the the new guys that i always like to give a spot to um dean burney who paul works with and does a podcast with good boy a good lad i did his podcast a couple of weeks ago and he's doing well, started opening for the stand, he's doing Edinburgh gigs, and he's just that likeable, he's got that likeability, he's a good lad. He has, he's a good egg. And then um, the other spot is Sarah Jane Judge, same again, she started gigging for the stand, um, she's up and coming, and she's smashing the fringe. You're getting all that for nine quid. Tickets are available on Ticket Scotland, you'll see it on the Ticket Scotland website, Darren Connell and The Funny Bunch I don't know what else I can tell you I posted it on my Facebook and somebody said oh um, are you going to be gigging at that and I was like right I want to kill myself that's that innocence gone yes (laughs) it's spoiled instantly (laughs) my face is on the poster I've done 10 fucking gigs for nearly over a year and I'm the host and she's like, are you going to be there? So that's what you're fucking working with. <laughs> Did you delete the comment on the post on Facebook? What comment? Are you going to be a tut? No, I just put 25 laugh, laughing emojis. Okay, right, aye. Uh, a wee sarky dig through emojis. Uh, you kind of get a better lineup than that, folks, for nine quid. It's amazing. And plus, there was a lot of... I don't give a fucking saying this. Uh, the last two gigs was an absolute nightmare punters couldn't work the ticket link it was a disaster 30 people tried to buy tickets and the ticket link was fucked so that venue's ditched and that's why i've went to ticket scotland it couldn't be easier to buy a ticket right oh it's so stress-free you can buy it with one click so let's sell it out because if we don't um i'm gonna miss my rent (laughs) So there we go. You're going to have a wee cry. Aye, there we go. Blackfriars is a great venue, mate. I've done multiple sold-out shows to Blackfriars. I did my Glasgow Comedy Festival debut at Blackfriars. I was supposed to do one. I ended up doing four. The staff are brand new. The basement is turning into an actual comedy club. It is just as good as any other comedy club in Scotland. Right in the middle of Merchant City uh, in Glasgow... Nine quid, Sunday night, I'm hosting, you're paying my rent, let's fucking do it. Love it. Love it. To the break of dawn and to the moon and back. I was going to say up the, up the ra there, but mm. that's probably why I can't pay my rent. <laughs> <laughs> you're excluding half of your, half of the city. Hi, up the ra and moon the UVF. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so there we go. I'm looking forward to the funny bunch and, you know, headliners for the future. Future. I've got Des Clark, Des McLean, and who else have I got? I can't remember offhand, but it's really fully booked until the the right up to December. I'm giving new people a chance and like I said, there's a discount code on the Patreon as well. Love it, mate. These nights are always great. And it did like you know, you don't want to fucking be negative about shit, but that last venue wasn't it wasn't right. It wasn't a good fit, man. No. Was stinking not. a shite. Damp. Let's just get to the point. It was damp and it was stinking <laughs> a shite. Like, fuck it. I mean, that is the reason that ticket link being fucked and me not being able to sell 30 tickets was the reason why I'm fucking struggling right now. I'm not going to... Do you know what I mean? Aye. Like... We can't try to gaslight you as well, saying that it was something today we, like, just like, no, the fucking yeah. link was shite. Yes. So... Ticket Scotland went in under the bridge, told them, set up within two minutes. People have been buying tickets already. And there we go. Um, I'm going to ask you a wee question as well. Because I feel Have like this, this is my downfall, right? I don't promote myself enough. See, anytime I do a funny bunch, I don't really talk about it on the, the podcast. Every single po- uh, funny bunch, apart from the last one, has been really successful and really good fun and comedians love it, right? But I just post about it. It sells out. Nothing goes online or anything like that. So you've got a friend that does photography. Uh-huh. Can I say her name? Aye. Gillian. Lindsay. Lindsay. Uh, Darren's girlfriend. Uh-huh. Um, I was wondering if you could ask her if she could do photos. I certainly will, mate. Aye. I'm going to get some photography done that night and um, I'll post all the pictures online, start punting the gig mare. I might get James Gardner to make a TikTok about <clears throat> it. And are you working that day? Uh, I think I might be at the fringe. Edinburgh, baby. Aye. That's all right. But I think I'm half six to half seven. Mm-hmm. So I might be able to get back to Glasgow for about half eight. Don't rush back, mate. But you're welcome anyway. No, I'd want to come back because uh, I was trying to see one of the one of the like re- like the runs that I'm doing at the fringe is a six thirty to seven thirty, and I really wanted to see James. But I think his show kicks off at seven. Mm-hmm. Because I've seen some good reviews. Yes. And he's a good guy as well, you know. He's a good guy. Um, but I really wanted to see um, Born in a Wheelchair, but mm-hmm. it's not worked out. So I'll, I'll um, do my best to get back through. Always welcome. What would you do if you were, you know, busy working Edinburgh and stuff and you're like, oh, Dan, I've never had a problem with Dan. Dan's a great guy. You get back to your flat, right? Complete darkness. Even the internet, you know, the lights and the internet. Everything's off. Uh-huh. Complete darkness. Curtains are shut. You walk into the pool room, right? And I'm lying on the pool table with a cat like that. Meow. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would probably, like, I don't know, douse myself in petrol and set myself in fire. <laughs> oh, God, would you just do that and shut the door? <laughs> um, Good night. Traumatise my poor cat. <laughs> Nah, I think fucking Salem would absolutely... He would be like, get a new pal. My new pal. May I have, like, you know how you were saying, like, people attract, like, mad things? I, I feel like maybe no Salem, because he avoided me when I was in your flat. Maybe this story's a lot of shite, and I've just <laughs> discovered I've got a god complex. Um, I was helping my pal in his house the other day, 
carrying bags and his cats were all over me. And he's like, oh, my cats are normally not like that. And I was like, I'm Ace Ventura, man. <laughs> Fucking, uh, what, a Disney character? <laughs> like, the, no, but, mate, Salem's like, he doesn't get near any cunt. Yeah. Only me. Yeah. And Sharon sometimes. But me mainly. Aye. I'm like he's... I'm like his idol. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that cat thinks he's a fucking human being, man. Aye. Aye, genuinely. He's in about everything. Anything that you've got, he's like, what's that? Burgers and all that. Mate, he eats anything. Yeah. One night he ate, I went through, uh, I went through at the kitchen and he was eating a fucking ham and pineapple pizza. No, let's sit with a slice of pizza. <laughs> I'll like, just get a pure vision on of my a cat plate. <laughs> no, like eating it out of the box, but the pineapple and everything. Mm. I was like, what the fuck, man? That cat's eating pizza. He likes ice cream. Um, try to think of, is that some weird shit, man? You're like, see the mad fucking, I love these, man. The chorizo, the cheese sticks wrapped in chorizo. Yes. I've done one of them before as well. For Tesco? Uh, aye. Mm hmm. Morrison's maybe yeah. they're the fucking same aren't they I know what you mean Morrison's did this thing as well uh, it's called uh, honey chilli chorizo oh my god oh my god that sounds lovely that sounds nice I tell you what mate see cuddling that cat the other night I felt a, uh, it was like a dopamine hit like I just felt so relaxed just getting a wee pet with a cat man for 10 minutes I was like I needed that Right. Aye, mate. See, sometimes, like, see if I'm lying in bed, like, you have having a wee lie in and one of the cats jump up and just, like, snuggle into you. Sometimes I just sit and giggle. Mm -hmm. <laughs> sit and look at them and giggle. <laughs> no, I love animals, mate. I yeah. love, love them. Yeah. I, I just can't... I know that they're all fucking nut jobs and all that. I just can't get my head around cunts that fucking hurt animals. Yes. Like, especially, like, domesticated cats and dogs, man. They're just pure, innocent wee... Mm -hmm. Like, wee babies in, in your own, do you know what I mean? Even people that shout at dogs or lose their temper. Oh, aye, fuck you're like, it's a fucking dog, mate. Aye. There's one time, I'll no name names, but one of my mates, like, I think he was trying to help, right? Like, he came round to watch the football. The cats are there. The cats play. Like, so, Binks is like the wee victim, right? He's like a wee, he's a wee mummy's boy, right? So he pure... He's like up Sean's arse every fucking day, right? He pure follies are about and all that. And then Salem, me and Salem have got like this pure, all right, mate? And he's like, all right, how you doing? <laughs> like, that's the type of vibe, do you know what I mean? And if there's nobody else there, he comes up and he cuddles into me. As soon as somebody else comes into the room, he's like away at his corner like that. Um, was, oh, my mate came out and was like, what the fuck was I going on about that for? We, we can wrap up in this because we've done an hour on five, but... My mate came here, we were watching the Celtic game, and they play, right? So when I first, I, I rescued my cats. I think I've said this before in the podcast. My uncle died of COVID. My auntie died of cancer. My uncle died of COVID. There was two cats. There were black cats. My mom was like, ah, I'm just going to take my cat and dog home. And somebody said to me, black cats don't get adopted because of superstitions and they're seen as bad luck and blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, I can't do that. Like, they're going to get put down. I'll just take them. So like there were there were rescues, and um, so like when I first got them as well, I'd built like that to the big in Salem. Fucking stop that, leave him alone. Yeah. But then I started to notice that ah uh, like Binks is going up to him, and like goading him. So they're playing basically, but Binks makes this mad noise like ah, 
but he's just a wee fucking money cunt, right? So they're playing and you kind of give them into trouble for playing unless they're destroying the place or whatever like that they're literally just running about getting their energy out hunting each other jumping on each other and Salem's just a bigger cat so they're <clears throat> they're genuinely playing and there's never any blood maybe sometimes he's got a wee tuft of hair hanging out his mouth like sometimes you walk into the living room Salem's just sitting there and he's got a tuft of hair hanging out his mouth you know, he's been fucking fighting with him um, but my mate came out to watch the football and they were fucking rolling about and he fucking Gave Salem like a wee hit, and I was like, don't fucking hit my cat, you prick. And he was pure, oh, eh, eh, eh. I was like, literally, I'll fucking break you, man. Like, I'm no kidding on. Like, don't touch my cats. <laughs> fair here, mate, fair enough. Fair enough. He probably just had a wee blackout or something. No, I think he thought he was helping. Yeah. Split them up. And see, to be perfectly honest, I grew up in the household where my dad would slap the cat, or if he did dug, my dad would fucking hit the dog. Do you know what I mean? And then shout at them, I'm fucking dead, whatever. But that's not how you treat an animal yeah see if you especially a cat mate see if the cat is afraid of you it will start to go against you and I'm just afraid that one morning I'm fucking on, on you one morning I'm just gonna wake up and he's fucking sitting there with his wee claw like right on the jugular like that meow <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> next thing you know a bunch of cats are wrapping you up in a carpet in the back of a van in the Clyde <laughs> meow meow <laughs> you're like in the ditch like good fellas getting hit with the baseball bats <laughs> but it's with dreamies <laughs> it's just wee toe beans at the need <laughs> yeah fair enough mate I'd be gutted if somebody slapped my pet I'd be like what are you doing slap you get one of them yeah. and that's what I said to him mate you get one of them don't fucking touch my cat and he was pure oh thought they were fighting I was like they're fucking playing yeah. Like they're my cats are in my house. If I'm not fucking splitting them up, you don't fucking split them up. <laughs> splitting them up. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> I love it. Well, good on you, mate, for sticking up for them. Sticking up for my cats. Um aye. you were saying that that's us at the end. That's now? us, mate, aye. Right, so we're gonna go on to Patreon content. Before we wrap it up, I just want to say apologies for being away for 10 days. But look, guys, it's the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. The both ears are really busy. Thank you so much for the support. This podcast has been the best thing that's ever happened to me, to be honest. So thank you. Please chuck us a five-star review on Spotify. Give us a wee worded review on Apple Podcast. Share with your friends, tell your friends, word of mouth goes a long way, WhatsApp groups, all that type of stuff. And also, we have a Patreon, right? You can sign up for £4.50 a month. I think there's a 50 pence VAT charge there, so it's £5. You get my or and more stand-up special, you get access to discounted gig tickets, um, you'll get an extra podcast once a fortnight and there's other content that gets posted as well you're helping us keep the lights on it means a lot remember Darren Connell and the Funny Bunch is back at the Blackfriars on Sunday the 20th of August only £9 a ticket we'll see you there for a fantastic um, night of stand-up comedy and this will be out whenever talk to you next week Superman flick not Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, 
HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.